This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD or CBD distillate tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors, uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. So if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. On this week's episode of Headlock Talk, we have Mike Charlip returning to discuss one of Daniel Bryan's most interesting moments. Yes, the 18 seconds of fame at WrestleMania that started the Yes Movement. Let's go! Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to yet another episode of Headlock Talk. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and along with me here, my co-host uh, for this episode, uh, Mike Charlip, uh, wrestling writer extraordinaire. Mike Charlip, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Happy to be here. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. Uh, we, we've got this other episode uh, regarding Eddie Guerrero that, that we did together, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, yep. so, uh, so I'm glad that we got a chance to, to come back and do this episode, uh, as well. Um, <laughs> this one's going to be a, a, a fun look at perhaps one of the most celebrated, uh, careers in, in pro wrestling. And, and that is of course of, uh, Brian Danielson, AKA Daniel Bryan. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. Or, yep. or, or yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, so the the title of this episode is is eighteen seconds, um, which is uh, <laughs> going to look at how the Yes movement really and truly began. Um, let's 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 try and and take the time machine back to I want to say about two thousand and eleven. Um, where uh, Daniel Bryan had actually participated in the Money in the Bank match and won a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, Mike, talk to me about kind of the the headspace in which we find ourselves here at this time 
involving Daniel Bryan? Well, I mean, at this time, it, it, it was very... I mean, Daniel Bryan was having a very hard time getting out of the blocks, you could say. Okay. Uh, because of... Obvious reasons in WWE, he's not six foot five, two hundred and eighty pounds like you know they want two hundred and fifty pounds like John Cena. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't going to be looked at right away as somebody that could carry a brand, and we all knew that he could because we all saw his work in Ring of Honor mm-hmm. and the independent scene. And knew that he could put on amazing matches with literally anybody. Because mm-hmm. he is probably one of the best wrestlers of our time. Mm-hmm. So when the Money in the Bank came around, nobody was picking him to win. Because Vince McMahon wouldn't pick him to win. Mm-hmm. So it happened. Yeah, I mean, so... We we all as fans kind of knew of Daniel Bryan, like you said, from the the Ring of Honor years and the Independence Circuit, and we had kind of grown up watching uh, Daniel Bryan uh, go from strength to strength, eventually making it to what would become NXT, essentially the game show uh, NXT, the, the <laughs> NXT, the game show edition. Um, uh, oh boy. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, there was the whole thing about him, uh, um, I guess, uh, getting fired for a few weeks. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> going, just going back to, like, that NXT yeah. thing, mm-hmm. he was the only person on that show that had any kind of wrestling experience. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was, like, newer or just coming into wrestling. Mm-hmm. He was a, already, by then, a veteran of wrestling. And... I mean, he was coming up in 2000 Mm -hmm. and just worked the... I mean, he he was hired by WWE in 2002, I think, and then fired. Mm -hmm. And then worked the indies forever, and that's how we all knew him. And then they have this whole pros and rookies, you know, system in this NXT show. And Mm -hmm. his pro is The Miz... Somebody who has been wrestling half the time that he has. Right. So. (laughs) It's a a very comical situation all the way around. Yeah. Uh, Because, I mean, like you said, Daniel Bryan is probably one of the absolute best uh, of of not only his generation, but but maybe of all time, as far as the technical acumen is concerned. Well, let's put it this way. Um, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter has a bunch of awards that they give out every single year. Mm-hmm. And one of them is called the Brian Danielson Zack Sabre Jr. Technical Wrestler of the Year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very good, uh, I think. Is yeah. the, is... And it was named that because... It was originally just called the Technical Wrestler of the Year, but Brian Danielson won it every single year, so they just had to put his name on it. And yeah. now Zach and now Zach Saber wins it every year. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, I mean you're that's absolute facts. Um, now Daniel Bryan would, I mean, have a lot of different roles. Uh, through the years leading up through this, obviously he had his feud with the Miz over the United States Championship. Uh, they um, he he was uh, uh, well liked by both Bella twins. Um, oh, for, yeah, for 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 a while. And Gail uh, Kim. And Gail Kim. Uh, <laughs> because he was a vegan. That, that was their yeah. whole thing. There, there was yeah. all this mystery about him being a vegan. Well, that uh, that 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 storyline ended up ended up paying off for him. It did it, in real life. Yeah. Um, and and strangely enough, he would actually Daniel Bryan would have a match at WrestleMania 27, a lumberjack match. Um. Uh, with Sheamus that ended up in a in a no contest. That was uh, a dark match that was not on TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very, very interesting there. A little little part of history. Um, Brian would go to SmackDown in the 2011 brand draft. Um, 
and along the way here, uh, he would be uh, participating in this Money in the Bank match that we were talking about earlier, um, that uh, that he would go on to win, which would guarantee him a, a title shot at any given point within the following year, uh, yep. Mike. Yep. Um, as it would go... Uh, we had Daniel Bryan teasing. I think you had mentioned this earlier uh, that uh, he he could get a match against uh, anybody who he, he you know who had the title. Uh, he was teasing that he might be the first to cash in his Money in the Bank match. Uh, he was he was he was guaranteeing it. Mm-hmm. He was get he was guaranteeing that he would be the first to cash in at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And it was around. Uh, November of that year and into December where he really started to have like this change of attitude mm. and uh, let's just say that that didn't happen. <laughs> yes, he, he did start turning heel uh, and then uh, eventually in December of, uh, of 2011 um, after TLC's main event Big Show had um, defeated Mark Henry um, and Daniel Bryan actually came out and secured a victory against uh, the big show uh, to win the world heavyweight champion uh, championship rather. Uh, And that would actually make him the first ever wrestler from NXT to win the WWE world championship. Um, So, Dana Bryan, he he holds this title for quite some time, uh, well over a hundred days at the last count here, mm-hmm. and we come back around to WrestleMania twenty eight, uh, where uh, his opponent would be Sheamus. Uh, <laughs> just to, just to put this into context. For whatever reason, Vince McMahon has an obsession with Daniel Bryan facing Sheamus. Because this is not the last time that they would be speculated to be working together. No. At WrestleMania. Yeah. Because there was a time, and this was a much bigger time in Daniel Bryan's career that we will talk about leading to off of this, where... That wasn't supposed to happen. And who was he supposed to face? Seamus. Seamus. So Seamus had won the Royal Rumble that year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, And in the process, Daniel Bryan had defeated the Big Show, Cody Rhodes, the Great Khali, Santino Morella, and Wade Barrett at the Elimination Chamber (laughs) of that year to retain his championship. What a lineup. I know. Right, as a, <laughs> uh, uh, a murderer's row, if you will, of, of challengers inside of this elimination chamber. Yeah. Um, along this time here as well, we had uh, AJ Lee, who had previously had flirtations with other wrestlers um, <laughs> on the roster, but she was particularly enamored with Daniel Bryan at the time. Um, and she would align, uh, herself with him and she would certainly help him, uh, with not only winning matches, but retaining his title in the process. Mm Um, so with Seamus as the Royal Rumble winner and AJ Lee in Daniel Bryan's corner, AJ, uh, and Daniel Bryan would be headed into, uh, WrestleMania 28 with the gold here. And that's where things start to get a little bit fuzzy. Um, I remember this very vividly, Mike. And, and, and I can know, I can't forget. <laughs> I can't forget. <laughs> uh, so so tell tell me this. Where were you on wrestle uh, on the day of WrestleMania 28? Were you were you at home? Were you hanging out? I I was uh, at a friend's house. You're at a friend's house. Okay. At a friend's house, and. Um, Immediately, what stuck out to me was this was the second year in a row that the Royal Rumble winner was facing off for the World Heavyweight title in the opening match of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. 
Very odd. Very odd. Very odd that the Royal Rumble winner would be doing that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. I was I was with friends as well. We were all very excited because we had um, we we were living in our first apartment at the time. Of me, my myself, and, and roommates, and we'd all actually pitched in to buy the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even some of them weren't wrestling fans. They just they were, they were just excited to watch the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, because of that because of that main event. <laughs> yeah, The Rock versus John Cena. Uh, had CM Punk versus Jericho, which was a, a CM Punk was well loved in uh, in our apartment. Uh, Undertaker versus Triple H and uh, Hell in a Cell, big deal. Um, and this one, I, I, I talked a lot <laughs> about Daniel Bryan. I talked a lot about Daniel Bryan and how popular he was and how good of a wrestler he was. And uh, we were all very excited uh, to see this match. Actually, um, the the problem is. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't really a match, was it? It, it wasn't really a match. So, so Seamus comes to the ring. He he he's at the peak of his powers. Seamus is right, and he is really really good uh, at doing the the kicks. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he likes he likes doing the kicks. He does. Um, Daniel Bryan then makes his his way to the ring, and he's with AJ Lee. And um, he looks uh, like a million bucks, as he always does. Um, and they get in the ring together, and just something, something not right. I just felt not right about this match. And the ref rings the bell. Daniel Bryan is there with AJ Lee. Uh, AJ Lee's kind of distracting him. Um, but uh, I guess uh, she gives him a kiss. Last I recall, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan turns around and then eats a giant kick from a very frustrated uh, Sheamus. Mm-hmm. And then he pins Daniel Bryan for the count of three. He gets the three count and wins the World Heavyweight Championship over the most celebrated of, of technical wrestlers in 18 seconds. Yep. And to say that that uh, took the air out of the show very early mm-hmm. <laughs> would be an understatement. Yes, there was <laughs> shock and awe in the crowd. Um, uh, even chance of no, uh, yeah. w- which which we uh, w- would get a lot more of uh, later on in Daniel Bryan's career. Um, it was a very unusual moment, Mike. Um, yes. How, you being a Daniel Bryan fan, how, how, I guess, where would you rate how you were feeling in that moment? Um, I, I don't want to say I was angry. I was more so in shock because mm-hmm. you, um, you build up somebody like Daniel Bryan, who, again, we all know mm-hmm. is as good as he is. Mm-hmm. And he's finally in this, his first WrestleMania match Mm -hmm. on television. And this is what happens. Mm -hmm. Because um, Sheamus was established at this point. He was already a former WWE champion. Mm -hmm. So you thought maybe going in that Sheamus probably going to win, but at least they could have a competitive match. Mm-hmm. At, at least 10 minutes because mm-hmm. uh, that's what you would expect from a world title match on a Wrestlemania card um, but instead we get this match that is only 18 seconds and to say that the collective of fans watching the show in the arena and out of the arena were not happy would be the understatement of all understatements. Uh, it was, yeah, it, it was not good. Uh, Daniel Bryan did go on to to blame AJ for his title loss, and they ended uh, their their relationship together. Um, yes. Yeah, it, it was. There's a big rivalry for that. Um, Bryan well, would. Was- 
this would ultimately lead to them having an on and off relationship where at one point they were going to get married on screen mm-hmm. at the 1000th episode of raw. And it was at that show where Vince McMahon makes an appearance during the wedding and says that AJ is the general manager now. Oh yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> this was a mere three months later. Mm-hmm. Um, so that began the downward spiral of the um, no the no chanting Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and, and yeah, the, obviously. Brian would have his rematches with Sheamus, uh, a two out of three falls rematch, which he would lose. There was, of course, the the AJ Lee uh, wedding um, uh, ceremony in which she would actually leave Daniel Bryan at the altar to accept Vince McMahon's offer. It's all very strange. Yes. Uh, my wife's actually in the room staring at me like I've just, like I don't know, described... The, the strangest thing. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she says it's the it, stupidest thing that she's ever heard. Uh, uh, well, you should show her the marriage of Triple H and Stephanie in 1999. <laughs> that, that one might be worse. Yes, that one might be worse. I'll, I'll have to show her. I, if, if somebody out there can find me a super cut of all of the wrestling weddings that I can show my wife, uh, that would be greatly appreciated out there. I think she would... I think she would. I think she would love it. Uh, she, she's actively arguing with me now, ladies and gentlemen. So you know that's uh, that's uh, we'll get. We'll, I'll tell you later if we get to watch these wrestling weddings or not, and how they turn out. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. What else? Um, oh, also, I'm reading about this Raw 1000 that you brought up. Not only did they have the wedding thing happen, um, but he was later attacked by The Rock and then insulted by Charlie Sheen. So it was quite the night that well, Dana and Bryan do you know had. where that was supposed to go was a match between Daniel Bryan and Charlie Sheen at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, I mean, if there was anybody who could make Charlie Sheen look good in a wrestling ring, it would have been Daniel Bryan. Uh, chalk that up to things that we are glad that did not happen. True, true. <laughs> um, uh, at at SummerSlam, particularly, there are a few that. Uh, another one that comes to mind is Jackass versus Umaga. <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to happen. Um, we were also supposed to get a uh, Bray Wyatt versus. Um, Oh, who was he supposed to face? The the pop star. What's his name? The Canadian dude. Um, Bieber? Yeah. Bray Wyatt was supposed to face Justin Bieber at one point. Oh, boy. Yeah. All these things that could have happened at SummerSlam that thankfully did not. Mm. Indeed. (laughs) Um, Of course, after Daniel Bryan loses the title, he becomes angry. He becomes frustrated. Um, And along the way, he happens to have a feud with Kane. Mm -hmm. Um, A a feud in which uh, Kane would uh, uh, lose to Daniel Bryan. And AJ Lee, uh, oddly enough, uh, scheduled her former fiance, Daniel Bryan, (laughs) in storyline uh to have anger management classes um with kane strangely enough um and you know who else was in those uh anger management classes uncredited mm. scorpio sky scorpio sky there you go uh (laughs) so daniel bryan uh he's he's developing this very this very much an odd couple relationship with 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 Kane, in which they were uh, told to hug it out and for um, the the two men to to try and hash out their differences here. Of course, there would always be bickering and infighting uh, in the yes. middle of matches, and um, there would be hesitation on the hugging end mm-hmm. of this storyline mm-hmm. um, that were 
comical to embarrassing. <laughs> Indeed. Um, the, the two men, in such an odd couple way, they, they would go on to defeat Kofi Kingston and R-Truth to win the WWE Tag Team Championships at Night of Champions. What a uh, team. What a team. Uh, the next night on Raw, they were officially dubbed Team Hell No, uh, as chosen we, by a Twitter poll. Yes, uh, there, we, there was a poll to name a tag team. Mm. <laughs> I don't remember what the other ones were, but they were... Team Hell No was the lesser of the 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 three evils. Mm. <laughs> Uh, and, and and what an iconic team they they would become. Uh, they they would have feuds with like the the Road Scholars and you know even the Shield. Uh, it, it it got pretty it got pretty intense. Um, and and these guys would just be strangely enough one of the best teams that um, that was on the roster. Uh, of course, with all this, since we're talking about it. The, those no chants would become louder and louder and louder, but they would eventually start becoming yes chants. You know, yes to 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 for for Daniel Bryan to accept Kane's hug, right? Mm-hmm. That's yes. where that's really where the yes movement began. Was they the crowd just wanted to see Daniel Bryan accept a, a hug from Kane? <laughs> <laughs> um, yep, I'm glad we got there. Um, now. Again, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Sheamus, right? The, yeah. the crowd has hung in there with Daniel Bryan uh, for for a long, long time. Even when he was a heel, there was a large part of the crowd and a growing part of the crowd who appreciated Daniel Bryan, not just for what he did in Ring of Honor, not just for what he did in, in other companies, uh, but for kind of just being uh, this this beacon, this 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 person who was so different from everybody else on the roster and who performed in great matches, right? Yeah. Uh, um, just to go off of, I I had to look up what hmm. the other names were on this particular poll. Oh, good, we have an update. Yes. Um. So the, there was three choices: Team Hell No, which was the uh. You know the winner by fifty nine percent. The other choices were team teamwork and team friendship. Mm. Both great names. So team friendship. Like, you look at all three of those and like which one makes the most sense? And obviously, we 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 questioned for years whether fan polls were a work or a shoot. Hmm. I think this one was a work. <laughs> Perhaps so. <laughs> and maybe they had everybody who worked in WWE at the time go and vote purposefully for Team Hell No. Uh, just yeah. out of fear that Team Friendship might win the Or the Team poll. Teamwork. Or Team Teamwork, for that matter. <laughs> um, uh, it, was, it was during this time that Daniel Bryan and, and Kane would actually uh, end the Shield's unpinned and unsubmitted streak uh, mm-hmm. on television. Um, there, there is a little bit of a story that goes behind that. Um, but uh, yeah, the Team Hell No was very, very popular. Yes. Um, Daniel I, Bryan. Sorry, I got to see them at WrestleMania 29. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Fantastic. Yeah, well, they defeated uh, Dolph Ziggler and the first uh, match of Big E on the main roster. <laughs> oh, wow. So let's see here. Uh, I'm just catching up here on my notes. Um, so it looks like... Yeah, I'll probably just edit out a bunch of this. Um, but yeah, so so along the lines of Kane and Daniel Bryan having a feud uh, with each other and turning that into a tag team, 
as, as, as with WWE goes, all good things must come to an end at some point. Uh, Dana Bryan was feuding with Randy Orton. Kane kind of was also looking at his own individual pursuits. Yes. Um, and eventually, uh, Daniel Bryan somehow uh, found his way into beating uh, uh, Orton. Um, or rather, I guess it, it uh, going to referee stoppage his match with Orton. But he also beat Sheamus. He beat Christian. Um, he, he picked up a bunch of wins. He competed in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yep. Um, and uh, that match was won by Randy Orton, right? So yes. That's a, a key tenant here in this in this storyline is, is Randy so, Orton. And then moving off of that, and this was actually my favorite part of this uh, building storyline with Daniel Bryan, John Cena, who is at the time the current WWE champion, handpicks Daniel Bryan to be his opponent at SummerSlam of that year. Mm-hmm. And they have one of the best WWE championship matches I've ever seen on a SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan versus John Cena, SummerSlam 2013. If you haven't watched it, it is worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Very good match, uh, from what I recall. Uh, and for this particular SummerSlam, for this particular night, uh, Daniel Bryan would actually pull the rabbit out of the hat and defeat John Cena in this this match here. Definitely Some, still recommended. Something that did not happen very often. Uh, Daniel Bryan was again wildly popular, uh, you know, because of uh, obviously his years of hard work and the team hell no, uh, the 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 chance that would be ringing through the arena for yes, um. Yeah, it was an amazing moment, only to be cut short by Randy Orton cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase and uh, hitting an RKO on Dana Bryan for the win, uh, which was uh, refereed by Triple H, who also gave a pedigree to Dana Bryan. Now, this story was, I believe, telegraphed by the fact that Triple H was that referee. And I was at a friend's house for this one as well with a, with a group. And I remember it vividly that one of my friends was adamant. Daniel Bryan would, would win and would walk out as the champion show over. But me and pretty much everybody else there was like, Triple H is the ref. Randy Orton has the briefcase. Randy Orton's going to cash in tonight. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. And yeah. to say that that took the wind out of everybody's sails again would be an understatement. Mm. <laughs> um, and, and and this kind of it was openly rejected uh, on on many occasions, especially with the next night when Triple H and the McMahon's endorsed Randy Orton, and they were calling Daniel Bryan a, a B plus player. Yep. Uh, which we would get a lot in the WrestleMania 30 montage, of course. Yes. Um, this would be the beginning of the on-screen authority figures, mm-hmm. Triple H and Stephanie, overbearingly being on Raw every week. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um <laughs> At night of champions that year, Daniel Bryan would defeat Randy Orton to regain the title, but he was then stripped of the title by Triple H, uh, uh, claiming a fast count by the referee. Um, yes. So it was the the door being shut on Daniel Bryan uh, at every um, you know at every turn. Uh, even Shawn Michaels uh, and, w- would attack Daniel Bryan yes, at Hell in and- a Cell. This was during a time where Shawn Michaels was retired for three years at that point. Mm-hmm. And there was always that there was always that thing in the back of your mind, like, oh, Daniel Bryan is famously like trained by Shawn Michaels. They have to have that match, right? They have to have that match. Mm-hmm. It was and it was this match that was like put it in everybody's mind, like, oh my god. 
Daniel Bryan versus Shawn Michaels, please. Mm-hmm. And that never happens mm-hmm. because Shawn Michaels is adamant about staying retired until a dreaded time in 2019. <laughs> yes, uh, and, and and that that one is best left to uh, not acknowledged. To not acknowledge. Um, but mm-hmm. the thought of a Daniel Bryan versus Shawn Michaels match mm-hmm. was something that at the time never seemed possible. And that Hell in the Cell match for a split second had everybody thinking it mm-hmm. could happen. And it yeah. probably should have. Mm-hmm. Um, because of this moment, Daniel Bryan did confront Shawn Michaels, uh, who, who did offer uh, to, to make peace. At, uh, Shawn Michaels is, of course, himself widely regarded as one of the best, you know, uh, baby faces after his second run uh, with the company. Uh, still very well thought of at the time, too. Um, and then Daniel Bryan put the yes lock on Shawn Michaels um, after this incident here, when Shawn Michaels cost him the title. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it was explained away that like. Oh, you know, Triple H is my best friend, and mm-hmm. I and I did what he wanted me to do, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And at the time, that didn't feel like a good enough explanation for me. Um, and I think a lot of people, it was just like, oh, lol, authority wins again, basically. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And that happened a lot in this time period. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and this would get really muddled, uh, I, I guess for Daniel Bryan following this feud, um, it, Daniel Bryan would be attacked by the Wyatt family. He would then join the Wyatt family after, uh, after a series of feuds with, um, him, uh, like Daniel Bryan teaming up with CM Punk, uh, to, to be a tag team together yes. uh, against the Wyatt family. Uh, and yeah, Brian would acknowledge the the crowd and the yes chance, um, uh, for you know for a lot of this feud. Um, Brian would actually, uh, I guess, attack uh, uh, Bray Wyatt after a match and discard the uh, <laughs> the overalls that were given to him um, and, and everything, yeah. um, and they would have a, a match. Yeah, it was it was very odd at the time because that didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. That was that was very short, a very short period of where like cuz nobody really understood what was happening. Was Daniel Bryan like trying to pull one over on the Wyatt family? Mm-hmm. Was he infiltrating them and trying to you know, destroy them from the inside? Mm-hmm. But it really just turned into, you know, one day on Raw during a cage match where Daniel Bryan just sheds the sheds the coveralls and I mean it it also didn't help that he was dressed exactly like Eric Rowan that mm-hmm. didn't that <laughs> did, that didn't help yeah um the situation at all so a lot of people were kind of growing tired of this feud mm-hmm. and this situation that they had Bryan in mm-hmm. to the point where we expected him in the Royal Rumble, and he wasn't even in it. Yes, and I'm glad that you mentioned that. Brian had a match against Bray Wyatt at on the Royal Rumble. He lost to Bray Wyatt, yes. uh, but a lot of people expected him to be in the Royal Rumble. Of course, later on in the night, there was a World Heavyweight Championship match uh, between John Cena and Randy Orton that was marred by the crowd chanting for Daniel Bryan. Uh, for, yes. for for large sections of it, um, basically re- refusing, rejecting uh, the WWE uh, and and the insistence upon them, um, you know, putting whatever and, they wanted to and, and subject the crowd to to whatever they wanted to. And to add on to that, later in the night in the Royal Rumble match, possibly for the only time in his career ever. Mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio gets booed out of the building 
mm-hmm. for being the 30th entry in the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. because we were expecting Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Because everybody and everybody in the world was like, they can't deny this. They can't deny this. And this was at a time where Batista, who is back for the first time in four years, is Excuse me. <laughs> is just going right into the title picture when they could have un- they did some more unfortunate things with that booking as well to lead mm-hmm. up to this basically telegraphing it and being like Batista's winning and we all knew but we all thought maybe that they know better now and they know better that this is what we want mm-hmm. we want Daniel Bryan we want Daniel Bryan to win. We want Daniel Bryan as our champion. Mm-hmm. And that when that doesn't happen, when you know that WWE doesn't want that, you you know that they're basically saying, oh, we don't want what you want, so mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. You should want what the fans want because that's why we're, we're here to see the people that we want to see. Mm-hmm. We don't want to see Batista. We saw him already. Mm-hmm. We don't want to see Randy Orton versus Batista as the main event of WrestleMania. We've seen that before. We want our guy, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, uh, and, and and that's what's so interesting about doing this episode in particular is that this this was really one of the first times that the the, the audience had outright rejected what WWE was presenting to them. Right. Yes. Um, it's completely unique that that the fans would do that for a wrestler. Right. Yeah. Of course, as you uh, as you put it just a a few moments ago, uh, Batista would win the Royal Rumble that year. um, And it was propped for Daniel Bryan to face uh, not Daniel Bryan to face Randy Orton, uh, Dave Batista to face Randy Orton at that year's WrestleMania. Yes. Um, again, a lot of, uh, confusion here as far as Daniel Bryan, you can actually see a quote, um, from, from Daniel Bryan here, uh, says quote, I wasn't supposed to be anywhere near the top of the card for WrestleMania 30. I think I was scheduled to wrestle Sheamus. That would, that would make it three years in a row that he would be wrestling Sheamus or, uh, or no, not three, three in a row, three out of the four, a three out of four that he'd have wrestled Sheamus. Um, but, uh, he would find himself in a very interesting situation. Um, on the March 10th episode of, uh, raw, uh, Dan O'Brien, uh, and, uh, fans, multiple fans, as well as, uh, ring crew workers. Um, you know, uh, well, I mean, fan, fans as ring crew workers, rather. Yes. This, um, basically protested and did an occupy raw um for for the uh the the Dana Bryan yes movement this was one of those moments that was very much staged but mm-hmm. it was done so well that it did the job mhm it it did exactly what it was supposed to do and that was d- no more denying what the fans want mm-hmm. no more denying that what we want is what's best. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that hasn't withstanded. But at this point in time, mm-hmm. there was no denying Daniel Bryan anymore. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the Occupy Raw episode and, and that particular mm-hmm. segment came down to Daniel Bryan uh, basically goading Triple H into accepting a match in which uh, the the winner would actually be inserted into the main event match of WrestleMania, right? Yes. Um, so it would be Triple H versus Daniel Bryan, and they would actually end up opening the show at WrestleMania 30. Winner goes on and, and faces both Batista and Randy Orton in the main event. Um, a, a few things need to also be looked into here as well. Famously, at this time, CM Punk has quit WWE. He's he left right after the Royal Rumble. Yes, um, they were down a star. 
but also, as you put it, the crowd was outright rejecting what WWE was feeding them as far as Batista and Randy Orton. Um, even uh, according to CM Punk, a lot of people backstage were rejecting that idea and, and that how, how Vince McMahon and company could not see that Daniel Bryan would be the, I guess the guy to, to put the title on, you know, uh, that, that it was obviously yes. very frustrating for multiple people involved. And if I could, uh, insert a cheap plug, um, on SLTD wrestling, Dot com during WrestleMania season this year, mm-hmm. I I did an article uh, called the five best opening matches in WrestleMania history, and number two on that list is Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that it is not number one is because of Owen versus Bray. Yeah, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H was a very, very good match at WrestleMania 30. Highly underrated. It's uh, the longest match on the card, also. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a, it's a very well told story all the way through. All the way through the match, it's mm-hmm. it it is full on uh, technical storytelling mm-hmm. from start to finish. Uh, Daniel Bryan would win that match, and then he would go on to ultimately defeat uh triple h and randy or not triple h uh, batista yes <laughs> and randy orton later on in the night uh so basically defeating three out of the four members of evolution uh all in one go there that's pretty impressive and nobody else can say that nobody else can hmm. nobody else i think can really hold a candle to that accomplishment hmm. um cuz there hasn't really been other than other than Bret Hart, who lost his first match that it, at WrestleMania 10, the story there was that Owen was on top of the world, but Bret still won in the end. This night, Daniel Bryan won on both accounts and could not be denied of, as the top star in mm-hmm. WWE at that time. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and and this would actually even pass Daniel Bryan winning here at WrestleMania 30, which is a huge accomplishment for him, a huge accomplishment, and, and a huge turning point for what it meant in wrestling at the time, basically, is, is the influence of fans and social yeah. media support, really, in a lot of ways, to influencing what WWE did and did not do, right? Yeah. Um, this was a very eye-opening experience, I would I would imagine, for uh, Vince McMahon and company. Um, well, you would think that, but the lesson <laughs> the lesson does does not get learned. Uh, no, ultimately. it does not. No, it does not. Um, I mean, you, we would have uh, you know the reiteration of uh, the the Royal Rumble incident with uh, Daniel Bryan yet again. It, it, you know, following years where uh, I think it was uh, well, because unfortunately, mm-hmm. when Daniel Bryan won this title, mm-hmm. um, some injury concerns came up, whether mm-hmm. it was concussions or neck injuries. So he never really got to defend that title. So the following year, at 2015 Royal Rumble, he is in the Royal Rumble and gets eliminated very early. And that once again leads the fans into a um, uproar. Yes. Um, and this really beca- became the trend of. I mean, it really started with Sheamus winning the Royal Rumble, where the Royal Rumble just became too predictable mm-hmm. to the point where it was no longer exciting. Uh, that changed in later years. But you could say from 2012 to 2017, the Royal Rumble was not exciting because we knew who was going to win. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, 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 it's a complicated legacy uh, that, that Dan O'Brien leaves uh, within wrestling. Um, but but I'll, I'll, I'll try and... Uh, position it to, to for, for you to sum it up here, Mike. I, I guess with, with all of this here, 
what does what does the 18 seconds that we've talked about from WrestleMania 27? I guess what what impact does that have on Daniel Bryan's legacy now that he's uh, by some reports here uh, retired? His contract's expired with WWE. He's not interested in signing it back up. He's on the alumni uh, page, and you know we don't know and, if he's going to another place. You know, and you would argue is a bona fide hall of famer at this point. Um, I would say that if not for this, uh, 18 second debacle at WrestleMania 28, that's what it is. It's a debacle. (laughs) Daniel Bryan would not have reached Hmm. the heights that he reached. Mm -hmm. The fans would not have backed him as well as they did. If not, for that being the catalyst of the yes movement mm-hmm. because that in itself set off a chain of events that made daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. that's very well put um and like like you said he's a he's definitely a first ballot hall of famer in my eyes um of course fantastic wrestler and uh yeah he definitely deserves every bit of what he's earned over the years um, uh, from wrestling. Um, Mike, uh, it's been a pleasure doing this episode here with you again. I'm glad that we could uh, could get this done, uh, and, and hopefully we'll see you in a few more of these here before we we, we, we turn off uh, the, uh, the, the, the wrestling lore series. Um, but uh, obviously I want to extend the opportunity for you. Uh, let the people out there know where they can find more of your content. Sure, you can follow me on Twitter at MikeJC821. Um, I'm usually talking wrestling on there, whether it be good or bad, um, among other things. But uh, also, you can go to SLTDWrestling.com, where I weekly do the reviews of AEW Dynamite, and uh, as well as uh, my own website, MikeJCOnWrestling.com where I talk about anything really that's on my mind in wrestling. Um, Again, whether good or bad. Um, And uh, yeah, that's it. Nice. Well, man, I'm so happy that you got a chance to to come on the show and and do this. And like I said, hopefully we'll get to have a chance to talk a few more times Uh, going forward from here, of course, with this series and, and even beyond that, man. And anything uh, in the future, I look forward to to doing anything. Really, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're we're definitely down to to figure out something here with this series and and anything else afterwards for sure. Um, but yeah, just uh, make sure if you're listening out there, follow the show on Twitter at Headlock Talk, and uh, if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts. And uh, especially uh, thanks out there to Love Wrestling for making this show happen and uh for it being on uh, their feeds as well we greatly appreciate the kind folks over at love wrestling for making that happen as well uh for mike charlop i am the texas gentleman tanner fruit y'all take care and have yourselves a wonderful rest of your day bye-bye